High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. Time for Tuesday Travel. Barry Kenny, Communications Director at Ian Rodern, joins me. Um, now, when you go to places like Belize, yes. I actually said to somebody recently who was complimenting your performance on radio, I said, Jan, that's all very well, but he goes to places I can't find on the map. I still haven't succeeded in finding Belize on the map, so I think I'll have to... Uh, Get a stronger pair of glasses. Or a better atlas, George. Time's <laughs> atlas of the world. You and I got engaged. I said, you know, I'm a person of equality. And I said, there has to be equality here. So I gave an engagement ring. But the present I got for engagement was that absolute mega Times atlas of the world. So oh, I pour over every destination. Really? Yes. Do you think I should invest? I do, absolutely. I, I think, you know what I mean, it, as a resource, you know I mean, this is kind of pre-internet resource in terms of just having the world, having everywhere in it, on the planet, at your fingertips. Yeah, because I'd say people, people, many people listening now would say, why would you buy an atlas yeah. when you can Google it? Yeah. Or this is when you yeah. literally have to spread out on your living room floor uh, and just On peruse. your floor? Yeah, absolutely. It's oh, a right, massive okay. volume. Well, look, what before we do get carried away by atlases, um, what are you talking about? Well, I'm going to give you three places on the globe today, George, because anybody who travels, and if, you're, if travel is in your blood and your system at all, much always wants more. So I'm going to talk about my personal bucket list. No, hold a while now. Hold a while. Sorry. Because of your incredible success on this programme, you are sort of taking ownership of it and you're beginning to think it's the Barry Kenny show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm delighted to share your own (laughs) George. Right. So, I didn't realise you were going to do the bucket list, right? But as you talk, Mm. I'm pretty certain my bucket list will flash into my head. I sincerely hope so and I hope it will absolutely floor mine. But I don't think it will. (laughs) I Right, we okay. are going to the ends of the earth. We're going to start easy, okay? Right. We're going to start accessible. We're going to raft the entire Colorado River through the Grand Canyon, 280 miles. I think I might have seen a movie about this, <laughs> but anyway, it doesn't <laughs> okay. matter. You've been to the Grand Canyon, though. Yeah, and I mean, this is it. Like, people, lots, most, a lot of people listening will have been to the Grand Canyon, and visiting yeah. the canyon is dramatic. Um, but the rim is like taking a photo. The drama is down below. The drama is down on the on the riverbed with the rock formations. And I don't know if you saw, I think it was last year, BBC had a, a programme on Dan Snow with the boats that the original, uh, if you like, frontiersmen used in 1869, uh, recreated the rafting trip through the Grand Canyon. You do not have to do that if you want to raft the Grand Canyon today. Uh, lots of different What, operators. you go down the Queen Mary? Or <laughs> you down, well, you do go down on a raft, okay? But you can go the seven-day motorised option or the 14-day rowing version. It's entirely up to yourself, uh, You Would you row? Yes, the uh, the the is customers, it, the passengers. And it's about how many passengers? Um, it, I mean, the motorized would be about you, no, 20. no. But if you're rowing, like oh, it'd be about twelve to fourteen people. So yeah. you're, you know, and you've got they'll go down little groups of rafts. Um, I think to be fair, and this is one where I would kind of say, well, do you know something, to get the drama, to get the energy, the motorized is probably the better option because 
it's quite sedate at times if you're taking right. the uh, row option. Uh, but in terms, and it's two and a half thousand dollars for the motorised for seven days, and uh, three thousand eight hundred dollars for rowing for okay. thirteen days. But when you see the movies, and it mightn't necessarily be the Colorado yeah, River, exactly. but when the River yes. Wild, you're probably a Meryl Streep fan. Correct. Yes. Well, yeah. no, there was one called I think Niagara with um, Marilyn Monroe. I think. Okay. But anyway, maybe she didn't go on her <laughs> Maybe okay. again. That was just in your dreams, George. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> but here's the point though. Like there's rocks mm. and there's the foaming, te- you know. Yes, the rapids, absolutely. The rapids. Yeah. And so, and are you going, like, you're 12. Imagine if you were on the raft and I yes. was one of the 12. Yes. Like, I'd be absolutely useless. I'd be puking over the I side of the boat. I am absolutely sure that there are people amongst the dozen in these trips who do nothing, you know, who right. throw okay. shapes and yeah. pull, yeah. pulling. Yeah. But, I mean, this is, so you've got then the support, so you've got all your equipment coming down with you. You're going to be camping right down on the riverbed with the majesty, I mean, a mile above you, the rim. Uh, looking up and you've got all these you know if you're into geology you've got your rock formations there's also the Phantom Lodge down on uh, near the Bright Angel area of the canyon where you can stay but most of it you're going to be camping as they on the riverbed having the sing songs at night having the the barbecue food cooked now I said as you talked (laughs) my bucket list would come into me so in my bucket list there is no water or at all at all there's two of my three like I mean to look at yes I throw up just looking at water (laughs) okay so right. what is what's the dry land version that we're going to cover now? You're or you're not going to volunteer. Well, no, actually, surprising enough for me, um, it, there was a bucket list, and I I thought I, I wouldn't do it with Ingrid. Okay, right? right. You do all these things with Mrs. Kenny, but I wouldn't. She do, would be reluctant, but yeah, she but will I, try. Yeah. yeah, If you go to Queenstown in mm. southern uh, New Zealand, yes. In the south of the South Island, yes. which is a fantastic place. Absolutely. Being now, I did do water there. I went on these kind of... The shot kind of, over jet. Is this... Yeah, it works on about six inches of water. water. And the boat basically does a handbrake turn full All 360. That All I've that. done that. Yeah. This one is that you camp and you go right in, like into the New Zealand wilderness. Now, yes. why I could do it is you have you employ some poor fella, right, okay. who carries all your yes. bags. Yes. You employ another fella who goes ahead yeah. and rigs up the tent. Okay. So you arrive. And, you've got Sherpas, basically. <laughs> yeah. right? yes. So tent is rigged yeah. and he carries your stuff. Now, I haven't done it. Yeah. Is that the Milford Trail? Is it that the walking exactly. trail? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, up towards Milford Sound, mm. which I've done, yeah. uh, and Doubtful Sound, I've done all that. But I would actually do that and see myself as sort of, uh, you know, I'd imagine myself in the war against uh, the French, okay. and I'd be with the Redcoats, you know. Do you remember your man, Daniel Day-Lewis? What was Last his? of the Mohicans? No? Yes. Right. Okay. Well, I could imagine myself. I thought you were going to be Colonel Kurtz now in Apocalypse <laughs> Now. No. <laughs> I I would see myself I, with two Mohicans trekking in New Zealand. Yes, trekking. absolutely. Okay, that's my bucket list. Okay. Next. Well, my taste, by the way, for the rafting actually was born in New Zealand um, because some of the whitewater rafting there is absolutely okay. extraordinary. Right, so we're going to go on. You can look, when you're in the canyon, there's the waterfalls off the side cliffs. I mean, it is an absolutely magnificent trip. And I think it's probably of the three, as I say, the most accessible. Now, we're going to go deep into the jungle next, George. Jungle? Yes. We are... 
Anyone who's been on safari, I know you haven't, and I think you've got a little bit of a reluctance there. Oh, no, you see, I'm, well, I, I won't go on. Okay. I want to hear what you're saying. You know about the thrill of seeing magnificent wildlife yeah. in the natural habitat. Yeah. And I think this is probably the pinnacle. Trekking mountain gorillas uh, in... The, the Congo. Yes, you basically there's two yeah, areas. I've in heard the about world. this. Yeah. yeah, there's two areas in the world where you can see uh, mountain gorillas. There's only there's less than 900 of them left in the world. Uh, one is in uh, the border areas between Rwanda, Uganda, and uh, Congo. Although Congo, with its uh, unrest, is a little bit difficult at the moment. But that's the Virunga Mountains. And then in Uganda itself, you've got Bwindi Impenetrable National Park. And I guess the clue is in the impenetrable. This is a tough hike up. But yet, it is something that you can, the, if you like the physical, the trip itself can be done in a day to see these extraordinary uh, creatures who, with whom we share 98% of our genetics. Now, anybody who doesn't recognise the dulcet, nay velvety tones of Barry Kenny will know it's Tuesday traveller Barry Kenny. He's doing his bucket list. He's done the Colorado River. I trumped that with a walk up the Milford, uh, up towards Milford Sound. Um, they, the gorillas are really interesting mm. because, first of all, you're right about our DNA in yeah. relation to them. Um, but but the second thing, and obviously Dublin Zoo, I'm afraid, mm. is the nearest I've got <laughs> okay. to them, and and many people, of course, are appalled by that. But but they are magnificent, absolutely. The gorilla, particularly. Yeah. I I you know the fellas with the very red bottoms, like the orangutans, the baboons, yeah, baboons. Yeah. Yes, I don't like them too much. Do you not? No. But but the gorilla really is majestic. Yeah. So I, I'd like to. I, I wouldn't have a problem with doing that. Okay. Well, you're what you. I mean, firstly, I suppose the reason there's less than nine hundred, obviously, is they've been hunted. Their natural habitat, like these, as they up in these uh, hills, up in these this forest, very very thick undergrowth. So you're going to be going up with guides who are going to be hacking through the undergrowth. Oh, you won't have your own machete. No, you, well, listen, I'm sure if they, if you ask nicely, you'll be allowed to wield your machete um, after they check your state of mind. And actually, in terms of state, if you get there, if you get to the Uganda or Rwanda and you're doing this trek and you have a cold or a flu, you will not be let go up. Because you might give it to the gorillas. gorillas. And I mean, when you're talking about that, you know, I mean, this is a threatened species. So, Absolutely. Uh, they, their needs come first. So you're hiking up through, obviously these are experienced guides. A lot of them are actually ex-poachers who have literally... Poacher turned gamekeeper. Exactly. <laughs> and who have been, if you like, basically convinced that the long-term, I suppose, economic survival of the yeah. area is, right. is bettered by the fact that they are preserved. And thankfully their numbers are growing again. Um, but you're going to hike up through here. You're going, I mean, it's going to be sweaty you know, hard work because obviously the <laughs> dense... Why have you, you come here on a Tuesday and talk to me about holidays like, which I am manifestly, and half the listenership is manifestly incapable of doing. Well, I mean, you must be in about... 0.05% of the population who actually want to be sweaty and dirty trekking up the mountains with machetes mm. with Mrs. Kenny carrying all your gear on, his, on her head <laughs> Now you're talking that's, that's exactly the image but I think you know I mean all this was, was not quite hardship but it is worth it when you as you say when you reach these creatures I mean you know the, the male the, the silverback talking oh. about a 30 stone oh. creature you know can you know Got about six foot four, six foot five is the kind of typical size. 
And, you know, the, there are a lot of misconceptions because, of course, we see King Kong and we, you know, the, the dramatization and the fictionalization. Yeah. But, I mean, these are generally a peaceful creature. Obviously protective, protective of their group yeah. and not protective of territory. They move around, right. uh, but they are protecting the actual group they're themselves. They're vegetarians, aren't they? Right. Yes, absolutely. They're, e- they're eating the, the, the vegetation that is there. So they're not going to eat you. No, exactly. No, I mean, you know, obviously if they feel threatened... Yeah. But yeah. Uh, in vast, with the group, because these groups that you will meet, they are habituated to human contact. That's something that takes over two years. You know, okay. the, the right. guides know what to do. Uh, but you are going to stay there. You're going to have the camera out. You're going to right. get the most magnificent. No, less the you. Yes. One can do this. <laughs> yes, right. All right? Yes. All right. Okay, it's Barry Kenny's travel bucket list. First, we're down the um, Colorado River on raft. Secondly, watching the gorillas up in Uganda. I countered with a trek through New Zealand, South Island Wilderness. Do you know, I've kind of half done it, and okay. I always promised myself I was going to do it. To use the great American phrase, the fall, as opposed to the autumn, mm-hmm. right? You go to New England right. in the fall. Mm-hmm. Now, I've done it, but I was kind of working. So sure, yeah. I was zipping to a place. and You were vaguely my... aware of golden yeah. leaves. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is where you go to New England. The vegetation and colour, you know, the changing of the leaves and all, it's yes. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now, you probably guessed I'm not a great vegetarian per- vegetation person. Yes. But New England is a, is a bit like parts of Britain where they've sort of preserved their villages and yes. small towns and all this sort of stuff. And if you take a car, you fly into Boston, I would take a car. Mm-hmm. I'd stay in quite very good hotels. <laughs> okay. But on my motorway, my way north, so you go up to Vermont, mm-hmm. you know. Now, Mount Snow is fantastic in the winter, but I don't ski and yeah. would have no interest in skiing. But go there in the summer. Right up to Maine, Maine lobsters, right, you know. So gorgeous. Now, yeah. yeah, so like I'm not a lobster kind of person. In fact, I had a lobster recently. There's a there's there's a restaurant in uh, in Docky called Guinea Pig, and right. the lobster uh, Docky Lobster Festival was on, oh, and I had a lobster, and I realised, you know, this is overrated, <laughs> okay. you know. Yes, yeah, yeah. For 30, Shh, don't reveal the truth. For thirty quid, <laughs> exactly. Uh, not the Guinea Pig is overrated. Yes, the Guinea Pig is a great restaurant, yeah. but lobsters. But when the fella literally sort of picks it out of the sea yes. and then kind of, kind of does it for you, it has a certain thing. Yeah. So New England in the fall mm. is the stuff of great American tradition, but that doesn't mean it, it isn't great. Absolutely. It is lovely. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in, forgive my friends, at Marriott, Hilton mm. and so on. You wouldn't be staying those kind right. of hotels. you're with your boutique, kind of family-owned, family-owned. Yeah, yep. small hotels yeah. in these lovely villages. And that's, I suppose, how they can preserve that exclusivity. I mean, you know, everything you're saying, kind of, you know, yeah. it's almost as if the Kennedys have designed but this the, yes. environment yeah. to suit their do you needs. Remember, yeah. Do you remember um, there was a movie, I think it was Diane Keaton, somebody left a baby on her doorstep and she she started a business, but she bought this rundown house okay. up in New England somewhere. Right. Well, it rings true when you go up there. So that's you know, pales into command. You don't need a machete no. in New England. Right. Okay. Bucket list three? Um, right. We're going to the extreme now. We are going to probably the least visited part of the world. Less than 40,000 tourists per annum get to Antarctica, George. This is it for me. I actually had planned to go to Antarctica with my SSIA. 
Yeah. Then I ended up... Your SSI? Yeah, yes, exactly. Was that the Charlie The McCree? Charlie McCreevy <laughs> saving scheme. That was, that was it. When I started out, I said, right, when this finishes and I can't remember what did you get, you got a euro for every four you saved, something like that. Yeah. I was going to take it all and I was going to Antarctica. Instead, I moved house and that, that was the end of that. But visiting Antarctica is really one of those very, very exclusive options. It's, it's by far How the How are you most... going to do it now? Right, I'm going to get to the south of Argentina. I'm going to go to Ushuaia, the southernmost city in the world. Uh, you're heading down towards Falklands country now whatever you are it, absolutely yeah. and some of the Antarctic cruises you'll go to Falklands you can also do these amazing trips which are in the footsteps of Shackleton now obviously not entirely in the footsteps of Shackleton Irish fella absolutely yes uh, down around a tie is that right sir? not sure but Irish yeah yeah, yeah. And are you, are you going to go on this boat from Argentina? You're it? going to go from the boat. And this is one of the points of it, because you're going to sail through, because you can now fly uh, for ridiculous five-figure amounts uh, to Antarctica, to the peninsula, and indeed the absolute exclusive can go to the South Pole research yeah. stations for ridiculous costs. But the way most people go there is by sea, generally smaller ships. And the point is you're going to cross Drake's Passage, which is the roughest wildest sea on earth so it's almost like as I say this rite of passage that you literally will be thrown around you will find if it will test I believe I am immune to seasickness but I believe okay. that this would test uh, the resolve of my constitution Now there was another great fellow with Shackleton who was Irish from Kerry Tom Crean Yeah exactly Have you been to the South Pole in Anaskal? Uh, uh, no His, his, his pop, pop or still operates today well, he doesn't operate. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, guess what my number three bucket list is? What? Antarctic. Really? Oh, I swear We're going to together. God. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. That, that's <laughs> the difference. We're yes. not going together. Okay. Right? Yes. I am spending bucket loads of money right. on the five-star cruise yes. fly down there. But here's the point. Mm. John Mills... Of, yeah. of uh, acting fame? Yes. Scott of the Antarctic. My oh, father right. brings me to the cinema. Yeah. The movie is Scott of the Antarctic. It's John Mills. You know they got to the South Pole? Yes. They die on the way back. Absolutely. The Norwegian fella has beaten them to it. Yes. They're not first or second. Then they die on the way back. There was nothing called Oats. He had bad frostbite. He walked out yes. and, uh, of the tent in the middle of the night so he wouldn't be eating their food. Oh, what a story. Absolutely. The so, Ranoff Fines has a, a biography of Scott. That has he? It's, it's extraordinary. It's, right. a, it's well, a very moving read, actually. Oh, it's, you know? it was a, Scott yeah. is a very moving. And his yeah. son became a great naturalist. Yeah. Now, I would go in the steps of Scott. Okay. Except. <laughs> You're not going to step out and maybe gone for some time or anything like it. But uh, that's, that's amazing. I yeah. would, uh, it would definitely be the South Pole because... As we speak, I'm trying to think of Norwegian fella's yeah. name. Right? Amundsen, is this? Amundsen, yep. well done. Now, the reason, and do you know why Amundsen got to the South Pole first? Why? This might be interesting for you, because yes. you're going to do it like a real <laughs> explorer. Right. Yeah. explorer. Amundsen used dogs. Oh, that's right, yes. And Scott had this idea mm. that we're going to pull the sledges. Yes. So the more tired they got, mm. 
pulling the sledges became more and more difficult. And we talked about the canyon, we talked about the frontiersmen. This was, you know, this was a 20th century frontier. So effectively they were were making it up as they went along in terms of their expertise. Now you're not going to go into that deep Antarctic if you go on these cruises. It is primarily the Antarctic Peninsula. As I say, some of them stop off at the Falklands or at South Georgia, famous to those of us who followed the War of the Malvinas. But you're going to, on my trip though, I'm getting to... Oh, you are? Okay, you are are blowing it. You're remortgaging. You're going all the way, right? (laughs) But I mean, you, you can actually even camp on the Antarctic Peninsula for a night as part of this yeah. absolutely extraordinary... But if Eamon Ryan of the Green Party is correct, mm-hmm. there aren't any polar bears or ice flows. Or and if he, if, I mean, if Eamon Ryan is correct on global warming, you would bring suntan, a deck chair and a Bacardi. <laughs> well, there are no polar bears in the south, of course. <laughs> oh, They're yeah. all in the north. Yeah. The, the, well, the whatever they have in the south. That if where, where are the polar bears and penguins together in the zoo? You know, so <laughs> it, it, it is... Are there penguins in there the south? There are copious penguins. That is where they are. And you'll see, you you know, obviously this is our winter, their summer, because you're going to get that permanent So what I'll do is, I'll meet you at Dublin Airport. You'll be heading to the Argentine to get your cruise, get seasick, get (laughs) frostbite, starve, etc. I will then get my plan to wherever they... You meet me and the Antarctic Peninsula... (laughs) Holding the sick pack as we <laughs> as we land on shore. <laughs> well, there you have the bucket list: the Colorado River, gorillas in Uganda, or the Antarctic. If you prefer George's way, you can go up uh, the uh, uh, up towards Dudfell Sound and all that, and walk along in relative comfort. Uh, what? Where did I go second? New England. In oh the fall. yeah, of course, New England in the fall. It's all right, George. I listen to you even if you don't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, there you have it. Tuesday travel with Barry Kenny team. Team uh, today was Peter Steers, Kira Courtney, produced by Alex Russo, and of course Michael Gwelligan, as always, shivering in his parka, practicing for the Antarctic, drove the sound desk. I'll be back. Tomorrow, in the relative warmth and comfort of a September day in Dublin.